Hey guys, Victor and Ricks here from Stream of Thought, wanting to let you know that we are not only on iTunes anymore. We've expanded onto Spotify and Stitcher. You can also find us on Podbean. Please, if you listen to our podcast, leave us a rating. We would love your feedback. Also, send an email to streamofthoughtpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear anything that you have for us. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back to Stream of Thought. We are doing a special little episode today. Rix is now in Minneapolis, and I am going to give him a call right now, and we are going to be doing a mobile episode of Stream of Thought. That's right, mobile episode. So I'm going to get Rix on the phone right now, and we're going to see what happens. Hello. Well, it's good to talk to you, Victor. <laughs> it's good to talk to you, too. How's Minneapolis? Man, dude, Minneapolis is warm as heck right now. I bet. It is, ni- it is 95 degrees it, all day today. Dude, it that's, how, that's how it is here in, the, in Glen Ellen as well. Uh, curse the Midwest. Do you know, did uh, did Minnesota Victor or Brooks ever tell you, like, what's the latest in the season that it has ever snowed in Minneapolis? They said it was sometime in, uh, gosh, it was, like, late April, I want to say. Because before, uh, before I ended up moving up here, because I was supposed to move up, we talked about this before, I was supposed to move up earlier, and the whole snowstorm and ice storm came through in April, and I think that's about the latest that it'll get, but the fact that it's gone from sub-zero temperatures to, like, I want to say, a 100-degree change over the course of maybe 45 days is absurd. That's pretty crazy. Talk about whiplash, man. That's pretty neat. So what's it been like? I imagine when you got there, you obviously you're hanging out with Brooks right now, change of pace for you? Do you feel a little out of your well, element? I have to say, man, it's, it's a change of pace, it's a change of scenery. I There is something about Minnesota that just feels like home to me. It's very, uh, when people say Minnesota nice, they're not kidding. I, I feel like even when you go to the grocery store and stuff like that, there's this formality of being nice, and even if you're a customer, it's an unspoken rule that you have to uh, respond with courtesy and respect to every individual. And if you don't, you will be frowned upon by society. So, yeah, it's, it's a little different than Chicago, for sure. But uh, I have to say, man, it's it's, nice. it's it's very nice up here. I, I like the change of pace. Since you've been there, I mean, it's only been, it hasn't even been that long, but have you done any uh, tourist-type stuff? Tourist stuff in Minnesota? I don't know. Is there tourist <laughs> stuff to do in <laughs> Minneapolis? telling you. I mean, it's kind of like back in college when I was going to Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. It was, well, yeah, there's uh, there's some local hangouts. There's the old skipping pond. (laughs) We like to skip skip some rocks there. Skinny dip sometimes. I don't know. Man, uh, 
yeah, the, the local watering hole is yeah. the is the is the Hy-Vee grocery store. Oh yeah, um, you told me about that. Yeah. So that that's fun, but yeah, it, it there's not really a lot of necessarily touristy things to do in, in Minnesota. It's more of a interpersonal experience, if, if you will. Got it, dude. Let me tell you this. So I was doing. Um, I can't remember how this got brought up, but it it dawned on me. I was like, oh, you know what? Costco, like, is kind of nearby here. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll get a maybe I'll get a Costco membership because it's only like sixty bucks a year. You can buy things wholesale and in bulk. I was like, well, this might be. And I started to go, I went online just to kind of see what their how much the membership was and just kind of what it was all about, dude. They dude, it's like. It's like a grocery store, and, like, it's more than a, just a grocery store, dude. They sell, like, you, I, they sell, like swimming pools and, like, kayaks and stuff. And I got thinking, I was like, I don't know if this is because I'm 30 now, but I'm really excited to potentially potentially shop at Costco. Like, that, I get really excited about thinking about that, and it turns me on, like, walking in there and seeing all this cool stuff, like... <laughs> That's just like I, I don't know. It's weird, but I got to thinking of that. I was like, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to need a Costco membership. So, have you never been to a Costco before? Uh, I've never been. No, never. What? I've drove. You, I've drove 30, by them. You are a 30 year old guy that no. has never been to a Costco. I've driven by them. I've been to IKEA a couple times. I've never been to Costco. <laughs> IKEA. You don't need a membership to get to IKEA. No, I know, but I'm just saying I've been to IKEA. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I guess the layout's pretty similar. I've been to Costco maybe a half dozen of times with, with people who are members, because you can bring some someone if they have a membership, and oh my goodness, it is it is the adult candy store. Nice, it is good. That's what I, I was hoping to hear that from you. And really, dude, I for, for everyone who seems to have a Costco membership, yes, it can be a little pricey for, for some people, but the there is... There are good things to be had from Costco. I mean, they have they have unbeatable prices, but it's uh, it's a very select crew. It's, it feels like almost an underground society of discount bargain shoppers. I wonder if maybe I go in there because I've never been in one. If I go in there, maybe just to like check it out, and they're like trying to get me to do a membership, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I can wheel and deal and get one for like fifty bucks instead of sixty. I don't know, man. Uh, you should ter- certainly give it a try. I know that Minnesota Victor was able to negotiate an extra $30,000 of financial aid from the University of Chicago. So, uh, what's $10 on the Costco membership? Are you kidding me? How did he do that? <laughs> uh, he negotiated. He wow. actually said, give me more money. And uh, they did it for some reason. So, wow. yeah, anything is possible, I suppose. Nice. Dude, so, um, guess what I did the other day? What did you do? I hung out with Neil. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what he says to me? You know what he says to me? <laughs> After, because we went to the gym and then I was at his house for a little bit and we're just talking and catching up. He's like, yeah, dude, like, uh... He was like, yeah, dude, this summer's going to be great. Like, dude, we need to hang out more. We need to hang out more this summer. We didn't hang out a lot last summer. And I was like, duh. Like, who? I didn't say this to him, but I was like, this isn't on me. Like, this is not on me. This is on you. 
So yeah, I'm always I'm always down to hang out, but you need to respond to phone calls and text messages, and you also need to initiate phone calls and text messages. Hey, amen, brother. There, there is a certain mutuality in friendship <laughs> that requires that communication goes. Right, but we'll see. Yeah, we're gonna try and meet up next week too. Um, but I'm at his house and we, we went to the gym and he's like, yeah, man, I'll make you something to eat. So I'm like, okay. So he's, I'm like, hung, when I go, after I go to the gym, I want to eat right away. I'm hungry. Really? You know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm, I'm at his place and, and he is making some food. He's making some sweet potatoes and he's skinning the, uh, sweet potatoes. And, uh, I'm like. I'm like, dude, why don't you just, uh, he says to me, you ever have sweet potatoes? I'm like, yeah, all the time. I've been eating them a lot lately. And he's skinning them. And I'm like, dude, why don't you just stab it a few times with a knife, throw it in, wrap it in some wax paper and throw it in the microwave for like five or six minutes. He's like, no, dude, I'm going to cook you a good meal. We're going to, this is going in the oven. I'm like, no, dude, just, it's really easy. Like you just stab it with a knife a few times, throw it in the microwave. There is a button on most microwaves that say potato on it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's done. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like, we can eat right now. He's like, calm down. Be patient. We're cooking. It'll be 20. I'm like, fuck me. Are you serious right now? Just stab it with the knife a few times. Put wax paper around it. Throw it in the microwave, bro. And oh he kept telling me to calm down. And I was just like, what the fuck? Because I was hungry. And I was waiting more than 20 minutes. And I'm and I'm gracious for him making this meal, but dude, looking back, I should have just grabbed the potato myself, stabbed it, thrown it in the microwave, and be like, "You cook your own sweet potato. I'm going to cook mine." There is something, dude, about using the oven that just takes exponentially longer, really, in any circumstance, I, I, and especially if your intent is to eat immediately after working out, you're not going to want to wait because he may say twenty minutes. But when you're cooking potatoes, they gotta go for probably a little bit longer. Dude, he was he was skinning them. It was taking him forever. Neil, it was taking you forever. And yes, I'm still talking about this. It was just like, <laughs> like Neil, you were just taking your sweet time. And again, I'm thankful for the meal, but like, oh, I'm the type of person that I'm extremely one. I'm impatient, right? Two. I don't want to cook. I don't want to put any effort into making a meal. So when I do, I want to spend the least amount of time possible. Three, if a meal is being prepared, I want to be doing something else so that when I'm ready to eat, the food is ready to be served. You know what I'm saying? The last thing I want to do is be standing around hungry, waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Oh, yeah. And really, when it comes to food, I have, I have the philosophy of, I am going to prepare myself. If it's going to be uh, a certain period of time that's going to take to like, cook a meal, I love cooking, which is great and all that, but I also understand that when I'm hungry, uh, it's not the time to start making food. Yes. Because the process of making food is going to take significantly longer, and you're just going to get hungrier and hungrier and likely eat crap on the side while you're yes. doing yeah. So, yeah, it, that's one of those things that... It's a nice gesture, and it's, it's nice. But if you're if you're having to start from scratch and spin the potatoes from <laughs> from the start, then yeah, you are in for Dude, probably a good. You should have seen this process. because 
Dude, Neil, I swear to God, you were going to cut your finger off when he was cutting the potatoes. I was just like, oh my God, like, stop, stop, please. You were going to slice your finger. Oh my goodness. But it was tasty. His mom stepped in and helped out and like, he's like, oh, you should put some cinnamon on it. I was like, oh, that's a really good idea. So his mom stepped in and helped out a little bit. And she was cutting them real fast and like a professional, dude. She's cutting these, slicing these potatoes up like a pro, going so much quicker. It was great. Um, did you ask? Did you ask Neil if this was the first time that he's uh, sliced up potatoes? Uh, I don't recall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. I don't recall. Um, but yeah, he was definitely about to cut a finger off. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've been there. But the other thing I've been doing is uh, so I've been spending a lot of time uh, watering some grass seed outside of the house because the tree was trimmed for, like, the first time ever, and uh, we planted grass seed. And so I'm spending some time outside every day watering grass. And I've noticed this as well when I'm sitting on the steps just eating a meal because sometimes I sit on my steps when I'm eating something or drinking something just to be outside. There's two little chipmunks. I think there's two of them. There might just be one, but there's two, I think, there's two holes on each side of the steps where a chipmunk goes in and out. Because I've yeah. seen when I sit there, I see him through the corner of my eye, like he wants to go run into his hole, but I'm sitting almost right next to it. So he's, he's kind of looking at me, and when he sees me turn to look at him, he like runs back a little bit, but I can still see him. And then uh, I take my eyes off of him, and he runs into his hole, and then he comes out. And so, and there's a, again, I don't know if this is the same one or not. I haven't seen them at the same time, but there's a separate hole a little bit farther on the other side. Same thing. See him, like, come up from these rocks, about to run into, into his hole, and then he sees me sitting on the steps, and he stops. And then he kind of looks at me, and I look at him, and then he runs away. And then when I see him through the corner of my eye, when I'm not looking at him, I see him go back into the little hole. And I, um, I'm eating an apple the other day in my house, and I get to the core. And I usually try to eat as much of the core as I can, but, and, I, and before I, I throw it away, I'm like, wait a minute. I broke it in half. And I put half of each piece in front of the hole where the chipmunk is. And no, yeah. No. And then and then That's what happened was the next day or later that day, I see that one of the apple cores is gone and the other one is still sitting there. And I um and then the next day I do it again. I put a fresh apple core out, you know, one half of an apple core on each side. And then later I see the apple core has moved and that there's all these little, um, all these tiny little, uh, uh, chunks. It's not really a chunk, but it's like a chunk for a chipmunk. These tiny little pieces that have been like shredded. That looks like the chipmunk was maybe eating it and then spitting it out and then eating some of it and spitting it out or like doing something with it because it was like chopped up a little bit. And so I'm going to do it again, and I'm going to give him some strawberries. Oh. And my, uh, my, plan, my plan is to someday be sitting out there with an apple, right? And then he sees me, and he thinks to himself, oh, I've been eating some apple lately. He looks like he's eating an apple, and then I want them to eventually trust me and then come close to me so I can hand feed him and then also so I can pick him up and pet him. Oh, oh, Victor, 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 what? you are, you are, 
you 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 have the soul of a oh my goodness, what are they called? They're not pagans. They are Wiccans, uh, at one with nature, believing that the circle of life and embracing all that is. But you gotta realize, man, they're rodents. And you're feeding a rodent that is going to tear up your concrete like no one's business. Oh my goodness. Wow. He's not in the concrete. I can't believe you're feeding a chipmunk. Yeah, dude, I'm really excited about it. I'm pumped to give him some strawberries. Oh, oh, that, that just, that hurts my heart. I mean, you're gonna be, you know what happens though? Word spreads among the animal community. Dude, that's, I'm all about that. Dude, you need to watch Ace... Have you ever seen Ace Ventura? I have. Yeah, Do you, do you, the, do you remember the, the scene in the, in the first one, in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, he goes into his apartment, and the landlord, before he gets into his house, is like, hey, I've been hearing noises. People have been hearing noises. Do you have animals in the apartment? It's not allowed. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, I want to see. And so Ace... He before he opens the door, he like jiggles the keys as like a signal for all the animals to hide. And the guy, they go into the apartment, and the landlord looks around, and there's no animals anywhere. And then the landlord leaves, and I can't remember if he what he says, but he says something like "Come to me, my furry little friends," or like something along those lines. Yeah. And like yeah. you see all the little animals come out of their hiding spot and just surround him, and like climb on oh. him, and like the bird goes on him, and he's just got all these little animal friends that uh, that come to him, that gravitate towards him. That's what I'm trying to do. If I you could know, do that with I, my life, I'm good. I feel like that is a that is an admirable goal to have, and it really speaks to your character. Uh, I think it's a horrible decision. <laughs> I was really biased against it. <gasps> it's funny that you mention that when it, as it comes to uh, animal negotiations, because when I moved up to Minnesota, uh, I'm staying with uh, my college friend Brooks and his wife Angie at their place, uh, and. Turns out that the, the day that I moved up to Minnesota, there ended up being a cat who just appeared in the yard. Brooks and Angie had never seen this cat before, but they thought that he belonged to a neighbor a couple of uh, houses down, and it was confirmed later that that was the case. But we were watching this cat, and for whatever reason, we hadn't seen him in the past week, but he showed up, and... He is a very friendly cat and very unafraid of humans, very unafraid of most things. And Brooks and Angie have a bunch of mice uh, in their yard. And no so way. the cat is just prowling around, like literally tossing mice up in the air with its paw. It is the most incredible. I wish I had a video of it. But wow. here he is, just laying in the grass, like tossing the mouse up. <laughs> you literally see this mouse just popping up in the air with it. Because the grass is pretty long, so he hits the ground and he's stunned or whatever, and you can't get you, you lose track of him out. And suddenly the cat jumps over, throws them, throws them up back, back up in the air, and and does that, and uh, and uh, doesn't actually eat the mouse, just wants to play with it. And then afterward, it ends up coming over, uh, meowing and jumping up on the patio where Brooks and I are sitting. And super friendly, super unafraid of anything, just uh, wants to be pet, wants to be loved. And I felt I felt very similar to your chipmunk experience. Like, oh, I don't know what, who this animal is. I mean, he had a collar and a bell on, but no tag or anything like that. Yeah. I was thinking, 
in Venice, not this last time, but like a year ago, there was this uh, black cat that was around Kyle's uh, apartment. And uh, I was like, what's this black cat doing? And he's like, oh, that's like, we see it around and sometimes it just like comes over to hang out, like belongs to someone down the street. And one night, like the cat slept in the apartment with us. And then the next morning, and then the next morning just like left and went like back to his owner. And Kyle's like, yeah, that happens sometimes. Like, the cat just likes to hang out, like, get out of the house, and sometimes we'll, like, spend the night here, and then the next morning just go back home. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because the first time that Brooks said that he's seen this cat was, was when we moved in, and he was uh, searching around his garage. His garage door was open, and so he was inside the house, basically, uh, searching for mice. So, the oh, the cat was is, in the so, house? The cat was in the garage. Okay. He just passed the and so we immediately, uh, uh, immediately named him. And so his nickname, apparently there was an animal that they knew in the past whose, whose name was Tiger. And so this, uh, this random cat is nicknamed T2. Have okay. you named your chipmunk yet? Uh, uh, yeah, I thought about naming him, uh, what's the name? Like Alvin, like the chipmunks, Alvin. Uh- or, Great name. or if there if there are if there are in fact two of them, I was gonna name them maybe uh, Chip and Dale, but I haven't uh, solidified I haven't solidified a name yet. Um, but while we're on the subject of names, I did get a uh, I'll have to send you a picture. I did get like a small a small little uh, garden gnome that's maybe like like ten inches in height. I got a little garden gnome, and I named him Percival. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a little. He like he's he's like uh, he's got his little like shoes and like a blue shirt and like a red hat, and he's like holding up a lantern, and uh, yeah, I put him right underneath the pine tree, and uh, it was like five bucks, and so I got him, and uh, yeah, I named him Percival, and he is the. He just keeps an eye on the lawn for me. <laughs> and that, that, that is, let me make sure, that's a reference to Ready Player One, the movie that just came out this past year, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, I didn't name okay. it because of Ready Player One, but Ready Player One did give me the idea for the name Percival because I wanted something, not, I didn't want to name him just like John or something like generic. I wanted to give him kind of like a, a unique, but like what's what would a gnome be named? And, you know, Percival. <laughs> The real question is, how do you spell Percival? Uh, I would have, I imagine, P-E-R-C-I-V-A-L. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. As long as, long as you have, <laughs> yeah. as long as you have an idea of how to spell the name, I think. And I thought, like, maybe should I, sh- maybe should I call him Percy for short? And I'm like, hell, nope, not going to happen. I'm going all out Percival on this. Full I like name. It. I like it. Ne- yeah. Next thing, I'll have to come up with like a like a middle name and a last name, but like not just like a last name, but like a name like in Game of Thrones. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, Percival. Like yeah, Percival. Um, Percival Gerard something. Kyle Drogo. 
Watcher, Watcher of Lawns. <laughs> yeah. Watcher of Lawns. Yeah. Duke yep. of the no- or yeah, like Duke of the Gnomes. Percival Gerard. I like Gerard. Okay, I just figured that out Gerard, right now. Yep. And then I need another a last name for him. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it's yeah. funny because when uh, I uh when I look at him, I think of what his voice would sound like. And he would just be like, I am Percival the Gnome. I speak like this, and I'm ten inches tall, and I sit in Victor's front yard watching the wall. Please save that character that that voice for the and no one's around. I just do that voice for myself when no one's around and I'm watering the lawn and I just I just say that to myself. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> oh my goodness. That Yay. is delightful to hear. Yeah. I need to get him a crew. Yeah. I need to get... Oh my gosh, dude. I'm so going to be one of those uh, people with the lawn gnomes. You just start with one, right? And then you need more to, 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 to feed your fix. as a what? up once a week for four years since it got thrown out? Uh, three or four years. Um, maybe, maybe less than once a week, maybe twice a month. Uh, okay, but that's still, that's still that he is, that's still, that's still awesome that he consistently reminds your family that that is a pain and that that is just, oh, I feel for him right now. I feel for him. Um, a gnome route, and you end up ever coming across a gnome that's flicking off a person, 
then make sure you alert me. Because how, uh, how tall was I, it? Was it just like six inches or I eight inches or what? Huh? How tall was it? Okay. And it's one of those that was got at like a garage sale or something like that. And my brother has done extensive research in trying to find <laughs> this uh, replicable gnome and has not been able to find it. So apparently they're not making them anymore, but you never know. How long ago was Oh, so when you guys were kids, so like 20 years ago? Oh, this was, this was a, uh, I think, uh, my mom is going to correct me if she hears this. Uh, but I believe that it was a wedding present given by my mom's brother to my father. Wow. Yeah. That's so I, unfortunate. I, I not, yeah, I didn't have that emotional connection to the gnome, but my goodness, I knew that gnome. I knew that gnome. <laughs> and I could recognize that gnome on an instant sight. And yeah, I too was, was a little sad that we had gotten rid of it, but... Uh, I, I just find that fascinating that uh, one could develop such an attachment to a particular uh, garden figurine, uh, garden yeah. thing. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. That's sad. So sad. But yeah, I think <sighs> I'm going to stick with one as, as long as I can until until I see another one that just screams like, "Buy me." Buy me, buy me. I'm not just going to get one to get one, but when I see one, I'll know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and going back a little bit too, I know you. I know we we sort of touched on this a little bit before. Um, not so much, but when you worked out with Neil, I was thinking it brought to mind. Uh, this is the first time that now that I'm in Minnesota, I'm actually running with Brooks. So I'm running with another human being for the first time probably in about, oh, I don't want to say three years or so. Damn. I've always worked, I've always worked out by myself. I've never, um, I mean, I used to always have lifting partners and stuff like that. I mean, Neil, obviously, back, yeah. Neil and you back in, in high school and then college, I had a uh, Brooks to work out with and then in seminary, I had Nick Lesso and all that. But uh, since I've, Uh, if they don't, if they don't uh, screw up my routine, like if they don't yeah, if, weigh if me they down, don't have social, if they don't view it as a social opportunity and view it as a mission to be accomplished and as a little of a time, it's yeah, I'm down. I, I usually, uh, I usually am. I mean, I've worked out with Drew on several occasions. I've worked out with Neil on several really? occasions, uh, but usually I work out by myself. But Drew's a real good lifting buddy. Yes, I can imagine that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but there, I have to say, there is there is something about the camaraderie and um, relationship building that comes with working out with somebody. And like, wow, like we're just not having some pretty deep conversations after yeah. we're done working out. All that. It's uh, it was it was a really nice thing because I, man past couple of years then you know I'll do my thing I'll get it done I don't really want to think about the outside world I want to just burn off 
whatever I need to burn off and uh, end up working out. But having a running partner, I have to say, the for, for running anyway, because we've done uh, like push-ups, set-ups, that sort of thing. I've gone to the gym running like that. But in running, I find it it's double-edged sword because on one hand, I tend to go into this very intense mode when I run where it's more or less just adrenaline fueled and, and all of that, and I tend to be very laser-focused on my mission. Uh, but then running with somebody sort of reminds you that you you are trying to keep pace with them and there's an added distraction, but at the same time, the added support of having somebody who is also suffering the same amount that you are. So, yeah, I don't know what you're going on that. Um. Yeah, when I, I don't think, I haven't ran with somebody in a long time, but when I go running, I just listen to music, which helps me just keep going. Um, but again, like with, when, with running, I need somebody who can run, uh, who can either push me or keep up with me because if someone can't keep up with me, it's a waste of my time and... I'm not there to hang out. Like, I'm there to work out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, I feel like, is the tension that I have, too, is because I, back, uh, back in Glen Ellen, I would do about three and a half miles, maybe two or three times a week. Um, and with running with bricks, I'm still getting the lay of land of the, the area and trying to hills, man, you got to take into account, if you're running on in suburban areas, especially in Minneapolis, um, the suburbs, it's very hilly, and so you have to be very aware of what the incline-decline ratio is of your running around, and so I'm still getting used to that, but running with, uh, running with, running with Brooks, that's like, okay, well, you know, my normal pace when I would do on my own was maybe uh, for the first mile would be like seven minutes and 40 seconds or something like that. And for this, it's up to maybe eight minutes or something like that, which is not a big difference to me. It's still doing what needs to be done. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting trade-off because there's that accountability factor. At the same time, there's also the after that you are having to manage uh, not just your own sort of environment, but be aware of your partner as well. But does he also run like three miles or does he ever run six miles or just one mile? Like have you found yourself having to adjust and run a distance different than what you're used to where you find it more challenging? His standard is like exactly two miles, which – it's fine. I think that that is sort of the base of what I would be willing to run if I end up going out. So um, I think that's the thing that because uh, it, man, I, I'm telling you, it, it, it takes it takes a certain um, attitude that you need to have. Uh, when I felt particularly frustrated or needed to get energy out, like okay, I have my route. I know what I'm going to do. It's going to be three and a half miles. It'll be fine. Two miles, I think, is sufficient to be able to do that as well. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah but you guys can probably, like, if he's only running two miles, then you would run two miles faster running only two miles than your second mile in a three-mile run. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, but I'm not really somebody who is going to uh, argue with my own <laughs> physical uh, capabilities because, honestly, uh, in the period from which I ended up moving from Chicago to Minnesota, there was a period of maybe three weeks or so that I didn't work out really at all. So I'm more or less trying to build it back up. Yeah. I find, it, I, find, I find the dynamic between doing it solo and having a partner very, very interesting and very different and not necessarily a bad way, just a very different way. There are, there are pros and cons. Yeah. That's but, good. I don't know. It, yeah, yeah. So. Fun life, my friend. <laughs> helps me when I listen to music because I focus on listening to the song. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you listen to music when you run or no? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, can, I can only do my best when I'm listening to music. Yeah. I have my, my uh, what's it called right now? It's actually, there's actually kind of a funny name. Because um, I've had a couple of different playlists on my iTunes. The one that I listen to right now is called 17 Run. I guess that meant 2017 run playlist. Got it. So, yeah, I got my I got my jams. What what type of music do you listen to when you run? Uh, all sorts of different music. I it's I'm when I run, 
it's not always like a high tempo song or something. I, I usually just have a playlist on there. Do you Nothing have a, in particular. Do you have a playlist that you can like uh, your go to song that you can list? No, I don't have any go. They change. Uh, I don't have a set playlist. No, because I I make a new playlist according to the season. So like, whatever 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 songs I'm listening whatever songs I'm listening to, whether they're new or old, like just songs I'm kind of getting into, I put onto a playlist. So I don't make playlists like working out playlist, running playlist. It's just playlists according to like the season, whatever songs I'm just happen to be listening to at that time. Or what I'll do is I'll throw on Pandora. I'll have like Kendrick Lamar radio, you know what I'm saying? Or like TI radio <laughs> or Arcade yeah. Fire radio or something. Yeah, mine, mine tend to be very, very upbeat. So I've got like Panama or uh, probably, probably the weirdest uh, artist that's in my run mix is Ed Shireen. Who? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran? No, I'm sorry, Ed Sheeran. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Um, I just listened to it all. But, uh, yeah, so I have a Shape uh, of You Okay. my, <laughs> my, my run playlist. But that's, that's Interesting. probably the most... Well, and, Do you have any Hannah uh, Montana? Uh, oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, man. The, 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 other, the other surprise would probably be Sam Hunt's Body Like a Backroad. I feel like that is probably the other... Uh, Dude, you're listening to some them. questionable tunes. Hey, 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 But hey, if, hey. The, if you dig them, you dig them. No, I'm, saying, I'm giving you my most unusual example. Uh, I'll do, like, Avicii or um, Sean Paul or Coldplay, Chainsmokers. Yeah. Uh, Chris Young, Disturbed. Um, yeah, so I'm going to blow right up. Dude, whenever I think of, whenever I hear Sean Paul, I think of Jeff. And I think of high school. Yeah. I don't, I think he was like really into one of those Sean Paul songs. And I think of like the way he would dance in high school too. It's, it's weird. (laughs) I could imagine how that would be stuck in your head. Yeah. It's every single time I hear that. How does it go? Uh... I can't remember which one. I can't. It's like the main hit that you. It's actually still on the radio every now and then. Um, Turn me on or something. I don't know how it goes. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking yeah, about. You're right. I, I, every yeah. single time I hear that, I think of Jeff and I think of high school. Oh, my goodness. And I think of MySpace oh. also. I think of MySpace. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No, the important the importance of music when it comes to running, I think, is uh, non-negotiable for me. I always need to make sure that my headphones are charged, my phone is charged. I cannot run all about without some sort of beat in the background. Dude, I think I'm definitely going to make the move uh, to wireless headphones because yesterday I was running and it was hot outside, so I didn't even bother wearing a shirt. I held on. I had a shirt. That I could like, if I was sweating on my face, but I didn't wear it. I like, I just, yeah. and, but, oh, but, so but hard. it's funny because when, when I was running, 
and I had the headphones in, and I had my phone in my hand, and I saw the cords, the cable. I was just like, this is a thing of the past. This is backwards. Like, I really need to get a set of Bluetooth because also what it, they get sweaty. And so what I do is, like, I spray them down and I, and I you know, disinfect them. But it was just something about that image, seeing the headphones on me while I was running, it was just like, I need to make a change. By the end of summer, I need to make a change. All right, well, here's the question that I have for you, too, then. Is, do you hold your phone when you run, or do you have an armband that you put your phone in? I do not have an armband, and I hold it because I hate when it moves around in my pocket. Yes, totally. I, and that is, that used to be my default. But the thing, and I mentioned this, uh, I think it was the, the Minnesota Victor, when you grow up in a family of athletes or are known in your family to be an athlete, you get the coolest stuff for Christmas and birthdays and stuff like that because it all tends to be um, workout gear of various types. So I got these these uh, shorts that have compression shorts attached to the shorts themselves. So you don't need to put on compression shorts and then other shorts. Got it's it. just all attached as one. And then the other thing... Uh, aside from the Bluetooth, was the armband. And having a case to hold your phone in, in your arm, and having it attached to your arm with the Bluetooth uh, makes the world a difference. Because you just, it, it is not a thing anymore. Your hand, like, you, you do not have to hold your phone, you don't have to put it in your pocket, it's just on your arm, it's there, and you don't notice it for the entire life. It, it seriously is a game. I was thinking about that. But my problem is that I don't know if I can find one for an iPhone 5. So I was thinking of getting one when, I have, when I'm forced to get a new phone when this phone dies out. Bro, well, I will, um, when, because I'm coming back uh, and we'll do uh, in-person uh, stream of thought sometime in mid, uh, mid-June. Mid-June. And I have, uh, I have two. One for my uh, iPhone 6 and then one for my iPhone 4, which I think is the same size as yours. No, the 4, the four is slightly smaller than the 5. The okay, 5, the five is just a little bit longer. But I, I, I think that it might work. So okay, uh, I'll, right. uh, I'll, I'll bring that and let you, let you okay. try it out. But once, you get, once you get the Bluetooth, a good Bluetooth, and an armband, and you don't have to worry about holding your phone or putting it in your pocket, and you don't have to worry about headphones, and you don't have to worry about sweater or anything like that. It just, I mean, you just focus on working out, and it is, it is truly a magical thing. Good. I'll look forward to it then. I'll make the change. Mm. Well, uh, that's about all I've got, man. Yeah, yeah. I, this is a good one. So um, I guess we'll end things there, and I will see you in give or take a month, right? Give or take a month, and I'm sure that we will have an opportunity to do a couple more of these mobile episodes, see how they turn out. And for anyone listening, if you have made it this far, please uh, send us feedback. Let us know what you think. <laughs> and uh, we would love to hear your thoughts, because we are we are going to keep this stream of thought going. Yeah. We're going... <laughs> I love that, like, not even... Distance can stop us. Stream of thought. Stream of thought mobile.
Yeah, cool, man. Well, I'll see you in uh, mid-June then. All right. I'll All right. See you later, my friend. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening for that mobile episode. Ricks will be back in about a month, and we will have a face-to-face one again, of course. And uh, again, yeah, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. We'll see how that turned out, and we were thinking of maybe doing that once a month or so. Uh, while he is living out of state. So, like you said, send us an email and uh, let us know what you thought, if there's anything else that you want us to discuss. Thank you.